Hi, I'm Jason Sachs. Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. For those of you who don't know, I run a second podcast called Jason and the Movie Knots, and I've just started looking at the Marvel Cinematic Movies with my friend Carlos Rodella. We thought it would be fun to start sharing those Marvel cast episodes on the Classic Comics Cavalcade feed. So here is our first one. Next week, we'll be back with another look at Mr. Miracle, issues 20 and 21 with Amir. Uh, Look for future episodes of the Marvel cast to go up in the second half of every week. Uh, Hope you enjoy the episode. It starts right after this ad. Welcome to Jason and the Movie Knots. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Carl Stradella. And we are talking about Marvel movies. We are watching them in sequential order by continuity or time frame for the movies. So we are starting with Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, I thought this would be a fun project for us because both of us love WandaVision. And WandaVision just basically reignited my excitement for the MCU, like totally. And I was like, well, what can I do to make sure that I've seen everything now before like Doctor Strange 2 comes out or all the new Marvel movies? So I went and found on Rotten Tomatoes a list of the chronological order of all the movies. And as you said, Captain America uh, takes place in, again, the MCU's 2011, but before that, 1942, but essentially is the first movie in the chronological order of the MCU. I haven't watched this movie in maybe five years. It was really fun to go back and rewatch it. A lot of stuff I forgot. A lot of stuff that are small Easter eggs for what we see in future movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were what were some of the things that you really enjoyed about it, or thought you were interesting about it? Yeah, before we go through like the thing, like the actual movie, like you know, line by line and in order, the overview I had was, you know. This movie is similar to a lot of MCU movies, I think, where it's like, here's the big action thing, right? Yes, there's some drama points. And I I did appreciate some of the stuff they talked about with Bucky and a small group of band of people trying to take over a camp and some of that stuff. But in general, it's like, it felt like an action movie. I don't know, it felt like a, um, hey, here's the origin story of somebody and it's gonna be intrigue and murder and uh, someone's gonna be a spy and track someone else down. And it it doesn't really have any moments, I think, to breathe. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and then this happened, and then this happened, which is a lot of the MCU movies. Would, you, would little, you agree with that? It's a little too tight. And it's a little too action-oriented. I mean, it does take it a little bit of time getting started. Yeah, sure. Pretty much launches us into action from the moment Steve becomes Captain America. From the moment Steve t- takes the si- the the uh, serum and chases the villain around Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, uh, let's let's just talk about the beginning now for a minute. Like the very beginning is actually the present, which they actually find his shield, and that's just like a foreshadowing. But the actual movie starts in 1942 before he becomes Captain America, like you said. And I thought, I forgot how crazy that CG was where they Mm -hmm. made Steve Rogers teeny and thin. It looked so awkward, right? It looks really weird. Yeah, it looks just straight up weird. He looks distorted in ways that 
don't quite feel right, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's because we know Chris Evans is going to be this big dude. But yeah, it never quite sells itself the way they want it to. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, also, in the beginning, I had forgotten about the Tesseract. Like, I just had totally forgot that the Infinity Stone was shown off at Captain America in the beginning. Like, I didn't remember that part. Did you? No. No, and it actually was really surprising to me how it appears there. And I had this moment of like, oh, wow, they really did plan this out right from the basically the beginning. This is one yeah. of the four or five Marvel movies, right? So they had had this whole thing really well planned. Yeah. And then that's also the beginning of in the beginning of the movie and the beginning of uh, Hydra, right? So the introduction of Hydra with the Schmidt character. Um, and that is when, you know, the Steve Rogers introduced and the then Steve Rogers becomes Captain America. Now, I did remember that Hydra was was tied to the Nazis. That yes. part I, I did remember because it was such a clever little twist to the, to the comic storyline. What's funny is, a real quick side tangent, I'm a big, you know, person who plays video games. And um, there's a, a really cool game called Castle Wolfenstein. And they do similar things with the Nazis of like, what happens if in this alternate timeline, the Nazis did these crazy experiments, you know, and got a hands on their technology and made robots and somehow almost like what's man in the high castle. But that idea of like, you know, this alternate timeline with Nazis, right? So yeah. you see like these, you know, yeah, Dr. Zola and stuff like that, like we're going to do all these experiments. And now that we have this power, um, and then, of course, Steve Rogers introduced. And in the beginning, I've, I've forgotten that he, again, wasn't Captain America. He was just a guy selling war bonds. That, that whole, like, five-minute montage of him selling the war bonds with the cabaret dancers and everything, that was a lot more fun than I remembered it being. Yeah. Out with yeah. that goofy triangular shield and stuff. Like, they play that pretty well. Chris Evans is, is a better comic actor than I remembered him being. Yeah, I like that, but that to be honest, it was a very short part of the movie, right? That was just like a quick, quick thing, I think. Then it was back to action times. It was a smart decision, too, because it makes him feel more heroic when he actually becomes a hero. Mm. Because you can understand why the Tommy Lee Jones character is basically saying, no, dude, we can't have you risk yourself for, for America because we need to protect you. But at, but you can feel him being anxious to get into war. And so when he has the moment at the USO show in, in um, Europe, wherever he is, uh, he, he like jumps into action. So that little bit of arc there kind of gives the story like a better foundation. Yeah. It's like he was able, he went from being this scrawny Steve Rogers to being this muscular buff Captain America, but then he didn't really improve his life very much. Yeah, yeah didn't get to achieve what he really wanted to do, which was to be this super patriot. They, by the way, speaking of that, this is a Marvel movie where they made a mutant. Right? And, by definition, a mutant is born that way? Right. Right. Who was the other one we just had? Was it... Um, we just had it. Um, well, there was a movie where they made a mutant, and I was like, oh my goodness, that person wasn't born a mutant. Oh my guess it's gonna bother me. Was it in WandaVision? Yes, well, it was WandaVision. Mon Monica would be the character, right? Monica, yeah. She like became one through kind of just walking through a oh, spoiler by the way, <laughs> for WandaVision people, <laughs> viewers. But yeah, she becomes one in that series. So I, I guess that happens in the Marvel universe. They don't, they're not all just born that way. 
No, and the, you, you not, technically speaking, you're not a mutant unless you're born with the powers, but does it really matter? You have these amazing powers. Who, who yeah. Also, this introduction of uh, introduction of Howard Stark. So the yeah. Stark family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure he who he was kissing in that scene with the floating car. That mm. was a little weird, I thought. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know what to think. But yeah, uh, but he was a dashing dude. He was a dashing guy, and he uh, and also another dashing guy was introduced as Bucky Barnes, mm -hmm. and that's a big part of the story. Well, partially until Bucky Barnes is no longer. Yeah, I thought Sebastian Stan was really fun in that role, and I liked how he and Steve were friends for from before Steve got his serum and stuff. That was a nice little extra change. I think they had only met at the army camp in the comics. And also oh, okay. quite a bit younger than him. Like Bucky was the kid sidekick. But here they're peers, they're pals, they're, you know, good companions to each other, good fighting friends with each other. So I think when we see the betrayal, minor spoilers, right? When we see the betrayal in Winter Soldier, it's going to make it more powerful now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you remember that apparently bond. to his death. That is a pretty terrifying, sad moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bond and then it's a loss. And so that's the kind of cool arc to have in a movie. Uh, of course, like you said, we'll think about that character differently now when he pops up in other series. Um, the other introduction of a character was Red Skull. And I had forgot that. I don't know how I forgot that because it's like a big deal. He's got a Red Skull. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I got to say, how did you forget the Red Skull was in that? Since he's, but well, what you said it was a long time ago. We I forgot what that whole movie was. Hugo Weaving is a great scene stealer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, I, this is a, again this all podcast will always have I think minor spoilers in it, but isn't Red Skull on that planet in Avengers Endgame? Mm hmm. Right where he has, he's like telling people they have to jump off the cliff to like get the Infinity Stone or something. Right. So that is him. I just want to make sure that that's that was Red Skull there. So because when he grabs the cosmic cube, he sees Infinity and he gets transported out to that planet. So that's where he went, and Captain America won that. Yeah. In the first. Okay, so that is a new thing for me to remember or realize. Again, the continuity between these movies is amazing. I know that's why I wanted to do this project. I'm like, I need to see all of them in order and understand because not to jump back to the beginning, but WandaVision made me go like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff I don't know or gaps that I have, you know, mm -hmm. the Doctor Strange gap, the whatever, you know, these little bits, Spider-Man, how much that we'll talk about on this show is in the, the new Spider-Man movies. I had no idea how much like MCU building was in it. So yeah, Red Skull, went away and went to that planet for later later movie. And then Nick Fury, uh, okay, so let's, we're at pretty much at the end of the movie. He's super soldier. He's not a joke anymore. He Red Skull shows up, but then leaves. There's some craziness with the Tesseract and Captain America's well, like in a, a fake place for a minute. So there's not a direct connection between Nick Fury and Captain America until the end of the movie. They don't actually meet during World War II, which right. makes sense because otherwise everyone would say, uh, why is Samuel L. Jackson so much younger? Right. But he should be. 
Yeah, and then they they do the also other thing for the Marvel movies going forward is they you know put him to sleep for fifty years, but that happened in the comics, right? Yeah, in a much yeah. more cheesy way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and this way he's like in this again this fake world and has to like break out of it, yeah. uh, which is a great scene by the way. I forgot about that scene. That's really cool. Um, I love those kind of moments. Like this is not your reality. This is your reality. That was one of the moments I remembered the best. That and the chase around Brooklyn were my two favorite moments I had remembered from the last time I watched it. Because that chase through Brooklyn, like, I, I love all, that's where, I'm not sure how much was CGI and how much was practical effects and how much was built on site. But that's where, like, all those pieces played together really well, I thought, and really built this world that he lived in. Like, one thing I was really impressed by all throughout the movie is that, like, the sense of place was pretty powerful from the streets of Brooklyn to the Red Skulls castle to the forest they all fight in. I thought like the sets were really interesting. You felt like you were re- the characters were really in those places. Yeah. 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 I know if, if you think about it for half a second, how, and we talked about this before, I think in a previous show, but how a movie gets made in general, it's insane. And then the, you know, the viewer doesn't even notice all these like touches like you're talking about, like getting all these scenes right. So you feel like you're actually in these different places. Um, it was done very well. But overall, I still have this kind of general meh to the whole movie. Like I really, I still am not like, I knew I wasn't smitten with it before. And even Civil War isn't one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the Captain America character, but they don't ever like move me as much as some of the other ones. This to me is like right in the middle of inter- of the other Marvel movies in terms of quality. It's like a median Marvel movie. Mm-hmm, not especially mm-hmm. good. It's not, I think I can say up front, Black Panther is probably the best of them. It's not the worst, which might be uh, Thor the Dark World, although we haven't seen that and I need to reappraise it. I need to reappraise like that too because I, I liked parts of that, I remember. To me, it's like, it's kind of average. Yeah. By the way, I was going to say we could rate each one. I don't usually rate things, but I think it makes sense for this because then we could actually see which ones we like best. Uh, if we did one out of 10, if we wanted to, we don't one have out to. Of 10, I'd give it a 6.5. I was going to give it a six. That's perfect. That's exactly what this is. It's, it's like you said, it's me- middle of the road, median movie, MCU movie. So you, and, and it's also important to see for certain things we just talked about like Tesseract, et cetera. And it jumps up a little bit here and there in scenes, like you said, you know, like, ooh, that's cool. That's a good scene. But that's not the overall feeling I'm like is, uh, it's okay. It's a really entertaining way to spend two hours, but it's not gonna stay with you too long. Yeah. I think we did it. That's perfect. That's like a great explanation, I think. So next week, we are going to talk about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, which I just recently seen. I had never seen it when it came out, and I just recently seen it. So I'm excited to talk about that one. I will see you next week. Okay, let's do it again. Oh, thank you.